Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? How are your weeks? I hope they were well. I hope they were good. I hope you are well. I hope you're feeling uh, optimistic about the future as spring has obviously sprung and we're sort of springing in towards the summer. I hope you've got a spring in your step. Less about the spring. Uh, nevertheless, how are you getting on? It's good to be back, guys. Uh, I was, would you believe I was incredibly ill last weekend? Um, we'll get to that in a second. First things first, I'm playing, I'm doing London this Friday. I'm so excited. There are still like a handful of tickets left for the London show. Um, go onto my Instagram at Megan Mark. You'll see all the details there in my bio or on the posts or just go directly to the Chelsea Theatre. There are also tickets left to the Roisin Dove Galway show on May the 15th. So just buy them from the Roisin Dove. Uh, yes, and thank you for the support. Or if you just want to support me and get some additional content, please subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com. Thank you so much. Your support means the world to me and it's keeping the proverbial dream, not even the proverbial, it's keeping my dream alive. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who listens in the background as well. Nevertheless, I got sick last weekend and I know what you're thinking. If you're a regular listener, you're probably saying, but Mark, you were sick about a week and a half ago. I know. I got sick. I had some sort of a head cold and then I went down to West Cork and the day I got better, I got sick again. With a vomiting bug. The irony of that, getting sick the day you get better. More ironic than Alanis Morissette getting hit by a speeding ambulance whilst performing her most famous song as a charity gig to promote safe driving. That joke's not sloppy and overcomplicated at all, don't you think? Do you know? It's like, re- Jesus, Alanis, relax. I know it's the 90s, but chill out, please. Alanis. Who named you, by the way? You sound like a casino in rural Derry. You boys heading down Alanis tonight for a few wee sputters? Aye, what about you, Jimmy? Them boys down there doing want to cash down Alanis. Good stuff. Mark Megan doing a bad Derry accent in the same podcast where he's about to talk about cultural appropriation. Hi, it's a little bit ironic, hey? Don't you think? Stop. Gonna get myself into troubles. I mean trouble. I said trouble, Okay. Alanis Morissette. It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Isn't it a... uh, No, it's Deliveroo, actually, Alanis. These people aren't paid enough money to care about your cuddly requests, and that's the end of it. Butter your bloody cross on with a spoon and stop crying about it, you dirty, liberal hash head. Cook your dinner at home and take a few less pulls of the peace pipe, my good friend Alanis. When all you need is a knife. That that was an accent. The way she says yeah there really winds me up. I feel like that was an accent doing the rounds in female 90s pop sort of vocalists, wherein they stop pronouncing you as yeah, but sort of as yeah. Do you know what I mean? Gabrielle did it in that song, Dreams, as well. You know the one, you know the, dreams can come true, look at me babies, I'm with you. You know you got to have hope and you know you got to be strong. It's a weird sort of, like, linguistic crumb, perhaps, plucked off the vocal table built by the supposed paedophile and local lunatic, Michael Jackson. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's bizarre. I'm veering into complete slop here with that. Um, 
So I don't know what that is. Nevertheless, I just can't keep, I can't hear the name Alanis and not think about a sort of stoic Northern Irish man telling me about his daughter, you know? My Alanis does kickboxing. Well, okay. Doesn't need to be kickboxing. That was a bad example. Doesn't need to be a combat sport. I'm not trying to insinuate that people from the North are aggressive or could be anything, you know? Could be, my Alanis plays the recorder. Oh, does she? Lovely. She walks in a marching band. Okay, doesn't need to be the recorder. Damn. These are bad examples. Doesn't need to be the recorder either. Could be anything. Any activity that's not remotely tied to any sort of goings on. I am neither qualified nor informed enough to comment on. I'm not trying to suggest that everybody in the North, you know, my Alanis loves Reiki. There we go. She loves doing Reiki. Perfect. A, a nice normal one. She's the head of the Irish Reiki Association. Ah, lovely, the Irish Reiki Association, also known as the IRO, for the love of... Anyway, that's enough about Alanis, and that's enough about the cassettes of Morissette. Morissette's a cool enough surname, isn't it? Morissette, Morissette. Morissette sounds like a shit Netflix TV series about a French female detective sent to America to assist in catching the Californian canyon killer, Teddy Van Dreer. She may smoke a lot of cigarettes, but she goes through men quicker. And what she lacks in love, she makes up for by being a filthy, filthy sleuth. See what I did there? Wordplay. That is quintessential wordplay of a Sunday. Is there a true crime category of porn actually called filthy sleuths? Or like amateur sleuths? Or even mature sleuths? There should be. And there's a genuine gap waiting to be filled. No, too easy. Nevertheless, I got the stomach bug. Sorry, can we just listen to that for a second, please? It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. This has never happened, Alanis. You're lying. You're lying to your therapist again. You're lying to all of us. You're hiding the pills beneath the mattress. You've lost complete control. I don't know what's going on anymore with you, Alanis. You've never, ever been given 10,000 spoons in lieu of one knife. And if that was the case, by the way, you'd be putting cafes out of business up and down the country. It would be bananas. I just simply don't believe it. No waitress, there is not a waitress in the land that hard of hearing who could possibly mishear you and misconstrue you going, excuse me, uh, hi, yeah, I've just gotten the vegan, of course it's vegan, I've just gotten the vegan buttery thing. Would I be able to get a knife for that? Uh, you just, just what? I'll, I'll wing it. I'm almost certain she said 10,000 spoons. I'm just going to go and get... Fi- Do you know what I mean? This is absolute madness. It's not ironic. It's moronic. Isn't it moronic? Don't you think? A little too... Moronic. And yeah, I really do think. think. It's like rain. You can actually... 
actually just imagine the uh, the stress and the strain on poor poor baristas up and down the country, you know, working in cafes and every day. Oh fuck! They see the door opening. Oh, lad, she's oh she's coming back. She's coming back. Just hi hi. Can I help you? My name is Lannis Morissette. Oh, hi. Yeah. Can I? What can I get you? Can I help you with anything? My my name is Alanis Morissette, daughter of Michael Morissette. Yeah, sorry, I, daughter of Michael Morissette. Maybe you'll remember his family and what he did for the town of Balscoffig. Uh, no, but honestly, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. My brother was Jeremy Morissette. And maybe you'll remember him for the time he won a corsage for catching the biggest courgette at the Christmas fete. Oh, gee. Alanis, you're going to have to stop this. What the hell is going on, Alanis? You're not from the north, by the way. You're from Canada. What is going on here? Look, we're off. This is a Costa. This is a Costa coffee shop, okay? There's not much I can do. I'm not, I'm not really able to bar you because I suppose, like, technically you're not doing anything wrong, but every day you do the same thing. You come in with all the shopping bags and you've got that accent and you're speaking in a, why do you have a balaclava on, Alanis? Take it off. You don't... It's roasting. You must be roasting, Alanis. You've just got to stop this. Like, is there anybody we can call? It's gone on for way too long. You come in with all this nonsense about the Morissette family. You're driving us demented. And all the stuff about the spoons and the... You can take as many spoons as you want, Alanis. It's self-service. They're over there. You know where they are. They're over there beside the milk and the napkins. The ones like sandpaper. They're just over there. You can take as many spoons or knives as you want. Just look after yourself, love. Would you like, will I get you a hot chocolate? I'd like that very much, thank you. Good, go on over there. I'll sit down. Lads, bring her the spoons. Bring her the spoons. Go on. I was incredibly sick, guys. Like, incredibly sick over the weekend. Um, it was a sort of vomiting bug. And I've never actually had a vomiting bug before. Uh, but it was like it was unbelievably horrific. And it sort of made me think and realise. I don't know about you. But I'm one of those people that whenever I get sick, my family always act as if I've done something to deserve it. You know? Oh, well, that's Mark. He was probably out licking cats again or maybe mistook a urinal cake for a Malteser, you know? He probably engaged in a sex act with a street worker in exchange for some mobile phone credit again. It's as if I've summoned the illness upon me with a very weak superpower wherein I can only conjure up minor minor ailments like sinus infections or upset tummies and inflict them on myself. I get absolutely zero sympathy. I don't know if any of you experience this. I get zero sympathy at all. Oh, Mum, I'm, I'm feeling desperate, Mum. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm in a lot of pain. Well, have you been out for a walk? Yeah, weirdly, actually. Walking down to the shops didn't cure my dislocated shoulder or depression, but thank you. I'll go back and get the ASICs. 
It's madness. Sorry, that whole exercise argument as well. The exercise argument to people suffering with mental health issues is actually so lacking in understanding and empathy, it's almost profound. Telling somebody who may be struggling, you know, to even get out of bed in the morning, just to shake off the bloody blues and head out for a feckin' power walk, is clinically insane. I also feel like the term power walk is a term exclusively used by those who don't exercise or rural PE teachers. Telling people to go out and go for a It's akin to lecturing somebody with a stomach bug that improving their diet would be good for the gut. Yes, that's correct. But they're not going to force you to inhale two heads of cabbage and deep throat a courgette in between bouts of vomiting, are they? No, it's a work in progress. These things take time. Well, Mark, have you thought about maybe getting out for some air? I've got Munchausen syndrome. If I go for some air, I'll need you to come and pet me and listen to my problems for the whole journey. I get no sympathy whatsoever. And the other, the other thing about this, by the way, this illness was, I look, I have a fear of vomiting, okay? I have a genuine phobic fear of vomiting. That's the truth of it. I will do anything in my power to avoid that happening. Like, I will wait until the last possible moment, even to go to the bathroom. Because by going to the toilet, that would be admitting that the inevitable is about to occur. And as we all know, acceptance is the first step. I'm the last to leave the dance floor. Yeah. Even as the sides of my mouth fill up with water and you get that sort of familiar sweeping feeling down your throat, I'll cling on in despair and bargain with God in the hopes that maybe it's not too late and it doesn't have to go this way. I'm not exaggerating, by the way. I am not exaggerating. I would genuinely prefer to lose an inch of my penis if it meant that I would never vomit again for the rest of my life. Oh, but that would only leave you with one inch, I hear you say. (laughs) And I wouldn't say anything back. Because that's lowbrow and willy comedy is beneath me. Incidentally, as was your dad recently, taking my two little inches in the back of his throat like an antigen test. Gotta leave it in for 15 seconds, Brucey. Make sure it touches off all the sides. Nevertheless, I'm terrified of vomiting. And much like most humans, by the way, when faced with a fear I deem to be mortal, any doubt I previously had or held about the existence of God is quickly eradicated. And I'm firing out prayers like a professional rugby player does DMs to uninterested but beautiful members of the community. Have you ever asked a girl you know? Ask a girl you know to show you the DM, or if you could be listening, please show me. I'm not soliciting messages from girls. Ask a girl you know, go on, ask a girl you know to show you the DMs that she's received from rugby players. They are hilarious, genuinely. It'll either be, it'll be one of three things, okay? It's either going to be an emoji, a gif, or just like a reply to one of their stories, feigning interest in the location of that restaurant. Uh Uh-oh, where's that food from? Then when the restaurant is revealed, they come back with something predictably laddish and cheeky like, uh, right, will I book us in for Friday? <laughs> and they all high-five each other and go for their 37th gaffy of the morning. Anyway, okay. Anyway, I'm there like, I'm pacing down. I'm just waiting for the sick to arrive. I don't want it to arrive. It, it, it's, the, it's the most horrific feeling in the world. Like, I'm, I'm standing near the bathroom, but not in the bathroom. I keep walking past the door, but I'm too afraid to go in. Like a pervert outside a sex shop, you know? And I'm just lost in my head. Praying, 
to God and all of my dead relatives begging to be shown some mercy and not to actually have to vomit. I'm like a gangster rat on his knees in a cornfield pleading with the mafia boss to spare his life and forgive him for snitching. Please, Tony, it doesn't gotta be this way. It doesn't gotta go down like this. Please, I'll get you your fucking money, I swear. You won't ever hear from me again Or Cindy we'll, bo- we'll both disappear I'll be on the first fucking flight right out of here I promise man You'll never see me again man Just don't fucking do it Please Just just put the gun down okay Oh god I don't want to die today I got a daughter on the way Oh Jesus fucking Christ Please Please Aladdis Aladdis please I'll never rob your fucking spoons again I promise I'll get you the fucking knife Oh god the irony So I was sick. And where was I sick? In my favourite place on earth, West Cork. I've constantly said that West Cork is my favourite place on the planet. And with each passing month, I yearn to flee the fucking financial black hole that is trying to live and exist in Dublin at the same time and just move down there. However, it was obviously cut short and ruined due to the vomiting bug. But I did have one day down there. I had one very pleasant day. And on that day, my friends, I saw Ian Bailey in a little market in Skibbereen, uh, a beautiful part of West Cork. Basically, if you keep going out from beyond Clonakilty on the old N71, you, you pass by Glandor, Union Hall, Castle Townsend, just like each place more beautiful than the last. The market is in Skibbereen and Ian Bailey was there. And going down, you know, lots of people were saying, oh, if you were to see him, you know, you'd probably know, you know. Because another arm on the Ganesh-like body that is middle-class delusion is the assumption that you'd be able to solve a murder just because you watch a lot of true crime documentaries. Have you noticed this? I come from a generation of people who legitimately struggle to find their debit cards and mobile phones after nights out, but are convinced they could crack some of the world's most complicated and unsolved crimes if they were only given another few episodes of Netflix and an extra hour in bed. It's quite frankly unhinged. Girls and guys unhinged, professing to be criminal aficionados just because they watched the story of Steve Avery in one sitting after a weekend of fun sniffing. You total bloody biscuits. But again... As is always the case, I must take the mirror and hold it up to myself, because to be totally honest with you, there was a part of me that thought, if I get to Skibbereen and see that man of the flesh, then I'll know. If I get a good look at the guy and chat to him for a minute or two, the truth will become obvious. He will slip up. He'll almost certainly slip up. It's just deluded. Decades of microscopic scrutiny from the media and at least two national police forces haven't forced him to crack. But for some reason, the steely gaze of a doughy podcaster behind black Ray-Bans on an overcast Saturday morning will surely send the man running for contrition. I am a spoof bag and an egotist, I know. Yeah, to be fair though, like, he definitely did it. Really, eh? What makes you say that? Is it the evidence you spent hours poring over? The fact that he was out of bed at the time of the murder? 
His inconsistent storylines, his propensity to be violent against women, his never-ending ego, which is maybe bruised when Tuscan de Plantier failed to see his self-perceived genius. Now, like, but you can just tell by looking at him, like, right, well, that is literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life, and you should never be allowed judge a bloody bake sale, let alone preside over manners of the law. You cannot say that somebody is a murderer just because they look a bit crusty or eccentric. If that was the case, the vast majority of the population of West Cork would be locked up for life. Honest to God. But I went down to the market. And we were walking around and sure enough, I saw him. But it wasn't the way that I thought it would be. You know, seeing Ian Bailey was like seeing one of your neighbours nude or bumping into a teacher outside of school. You think it's going to be exotic, novel and revealing, but it's not. Because your neighbour isn't an out-of-work model for Hawaiian Tropic who happens to hoover the kitchen in the nip. She's a 58-year-old man called Chester who regularly walks around his house in an open dressing gown with nothing on underneath and seems to have dandruff on his pubes. The reality of the situation is a stark contrast to the one you might have imagined. Honestly, seeing Ian Bailey for the first time was such a large letdown. It was a letdown so large... It almost rivaled the disappointment of the single Roscommon farmer who applied to take in a Ukrainian refugee out of inverted commas goodwill only to wake up and see a family of five on his doorstep that looked nothing like the Eastern European models he had recently Googled and subsequently put into the search engine in RedTube. That's another hideous, revolting and inhumane aspect of all of this, isn't it? Like, that's the, fa- the fact that there are definitely people out there who heard about people taking in refugees fleeing a war-torn country with only one thing then on their mind. It's reprehensible and it's unforgivable. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice now. That'd be perfect now, yeah, yeah. Get someone in there now. She could, she could help out around the house, you know, and uh, you can never know now. One thing might lead to another. She's on those cold nights, like. She could also, you know, do a bit of farming, like. Okay, then... They might not have been farmers. I shouldn't suggest that the only people concocting these sinister and sordid plans are farmers. They they might not be. They could be just general agricultural workers. Something farm-related, let's be honest. No, that's not fair. It's absolutely horrific. Imagine fleeing a war-torn country only to be held captive by somebody here. That would be ironic. Don't you think? A little too ironic. And yeah, I really do think... Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Rose. Guys, I really appreciate it. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing all right. Uh, i got some really exciting things coming up that I'm looking forward to sharing with you when the time is right. Just a reminder that if you want to get some tickets to the London show, there are a few left, so check my Instagram out, at Mark. The links are all there. Just go onto the Chelsea Theatre website. Same applies for Galway, the Roshian Dove, May the 15th. I can't wait. Just go onto my Instagram. There's some tickets left there you can get. And for anybody else who just wants to support me and support the show, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. 
hope you're doing good guys and just thank you so much for all of the support I'm really really looking forward to uh, to telling you about what's coming next um, there are some changes on the horizon that will uh, result in lots more lots more content so stay tuned and take care of yourselves thanks for taking the time to listen all the best my name is Alana Smarr Seth Thank you.